This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Right, it is 19 minutes past two and uh, family, it is our time for us to speak to Janine Hendricks, uh, who's uh, an incredible woman. She's a consultant, um, an entrepreneur of note. Um, she's someone that has 28 years experience. Wow, wow, wow. Um, absolutely dynamic. Janine, how are you this afternoon? Good afternoon, TC and the listeners. And what a great honor and privilege for being on your show. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you, Janine, for agreeing to having this conversation with us. Um, I almost, because of, uh, you know, just your background and what you've done, I almost want to just start off by saying, how do you do it all? How do you fulfill all the roles that you have um, and, you know, do it exceptionally and give it, you know, your absolute best? Well, whether I'm doing it exceptionally (laughs) is another topic for another day. But you know what? It's also God's grace. Mm. Uh, it's all through Him that gives us the strength. You know, without Him, we, we can't do these things. Yeah. So, all oh, glory to God. Amen. Wow. Thank you for that. Now, you've got 28 years' experience as a human capital manager. Um, and, of course, other things that you've done along the way as well. Um, can you briefly tell us about your background, you know, in the corporate world and also what you're currently doing as an entrepreneur? Oh, okay, awesome. See, see, when you say 28 years, it makes me sound very old. I know, uh, right? <laughs> I don't think I should have said that out loud. Oops, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it's not a problem. It's just that when, you, when you hear somebody say 28 years of experience, oh. you don't see yourself as so old, you yeah. know, have, having all that experience behind <laughs> you. Um, so, yeah, um, I've got plus minus three years of experience in, in human capital, but mm. um, and, and it shifted, it used to be human resources, then it shifted to uh, human capital, okay. and, and the large role was known as um, human capital consultant, okay. was no more they call them human resources managers, mm. is now human capital um, consultant. Mm. And, and my my roles over all the years in terms of the corporate world was being an, a human resources officer. Mm. Then it shifted to a HR manager, and then it shifted to HR consultant, and then to the latter part, the last part, which was what we call a, a performance and change enabler consultant. But let me just quickly touch on the human resources side was where um, my portfolio consisted of over 900 people within a financial institution whose name I won't mention for now. And um, my role was in operations, and I had, as I said earlier, 900 staff within my portfolio. Mm. So myself and and one individual was responsible for servicing uh, and supporting our business units in the operations side. Mm. And um, what the work entails was staff development, performance management, industrial relations, organizational design, recruitment, training, disciplinary, identifying young talent and, uh, and developing them, also coaching and mentoring that young talent. And then there was issues like conflict management, um, outsourcing, restructuring. So everything that's related to people and their skills would fall within that portfolio as, as a, what they would be known as human resources consultant or manager back in the day. Um, then my, my last role was what we call performance and change enabler consultant. And what I did in that role was I was accountable for seven provinces within South Africa 
and I was coaching and doing leadership mentoring for the executives for that financial institution. And I was looking at three particular dimensions within coaching was to enhance their performance as a business unit and also to shift the behaviors of the leaders and also to improve staff engagement that the leaders had with the team. And I also had to do training and development with them. And it was also assisting them with strategies and design and development of the staff and the business unit and using root cause analysis to identify the gaps and help them shift and make the changes within the business unit. And then before I left that institution, I was then given the portfolio of Africa, where I still had my seven provinces that I had to work with, as well as then the whole of Africa that south was in my portfolio. And that just changed the whole dimension of being accountable for for the whole of Africa, which means I started traveling into Africa. And there I did the same, but also just focusing purely on the managing directors of this particular financial institution and the direct executive team. So, yeah, that was within the corporate space. Wow, in the corporate space, it seems that you just went (laughs) from glory to glory, sister. Yeah, it's just God. It's just God needed to place me in certain places, Mm. and and I'll keep up this for many as we continue talking. Yes, wow. Hey, it's amazing once you, you know, um, commit yourself to something and you see God's hand in it, you know. Yeah, um, so true. Mm. So, Janine, now looking at the transition, you know, um, from the the amazing work that you've told us about uh, being in the background of corporate um, and, you know, um, also just having the certainty of corporate and the comfortability of working in a corporate environment. How was the shift for you, that transition from, you know, working for someone um, and bringing the results for someone to having to work for yourself and holding yourself accountable for the work that needs to be done? Um, how did you transition and what were some of the challenges that you experienced? Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It, it wasn't an easy, it wasn't first an easy thing to do. It wasn't an easy decision to take and it wasn't easy starting up. Um, now, having heard what I've done before, and now I, uh, I had a fixed income, I had uh, uh, benefits from a company, I had pension, I had low interest rates on my home loan, I had medical aid, and now shifting into becoming self-employed and having to really figure out where is your money going to come from wasn't an easy decision. Um, but, but to cut a, a long story short, it, it was a lot of threat, you see. It was a lot of tears um, in between the prayers, and eventually God just spoke to me one day, and and He said, "It's time." God has spoken to me a while back because because I traveled into Africa. I used to come home on a Friday evening, and then leave again on a Sunday. So I would just be home for a day or so, and then I needed to fly off again. And I had two small girls who were still very young at that point in time when I was traveling. So they hardly, I hardly had family time with my family. And then God, you know, God just said it's time for me to shift because I need to step into a different purpose he had for me. And one day as I was driving into work and I used to work in town, so I sat in traffic and God said to me, it's time to resign. And I'm like, no God, I'm not ready. And God said, it's time to resign. And so now I'm not ready. And then God said, trust me. And 
And I said, no, I'm not ready because I've got bills to pay. I, I, haven't, I haven't done this. I haven't got my business sorted. I don't know where I'm going to And I marketed myself and God said, no, it's time to move. And then God said, trust me again. And I saw, was defying us about this and that and that. And God said, trust me. You know, when God said the first time, trust me, I just had that. I don't know, T.C., have you ever experienced that inner peace of God? Mm, mm, that I, even I, if it looks chaotic to everyone around you, <laughs> but yes, you have the peace of the Lord within you. <laughs> yes, and has that peace of peace that passes all understanding. And when I felt that peace, I know it's time. And I actually went into the office. I didn't resign immediately because I had to consult with my husband, of course. And then he's we prayed about it, and he was at peace as well, and then I resigned. Needless to say, my manager wasn't happy, and she counter-offered. She tried to simplify my life, said, I don't have to travel. Um, I can work from home. She tried to make it so easy for me, um, increasing salary and everything, and I said, no, but it's time. So then I resigned, and in that month of resigning, I started thinking. <laughs> Because I resigned, I'm not getting, going to get a fixed salary. I don't know where uh, my bread and butter is going to come from. Um, and I just about registered my company, and I had nowhere to go after I finished, and I had no, no work lined up. And then God said to me, look in the paper. And then I looked in, in, in Gumtree, and I don't do Gumtree at all. And there was this opportunity where they were looking for HR consultant. And during this time, I'm also doing my master's, by the way. So I'm busy with the master's as well. And then I looked in the paper on Dumpty and I saw this ad where they were looking for a half, uh, a half day HR manager for this particular business. I then contacted this lady, but I was flying out to Uganda and she wanted me to come. So I said for an interview, I said, I can't come when I come back from Uganda. I'll give you a call. So I called her when I'm back the Friday evening when I landed. So the Saturday morning, she said, just come see me. I would like to meet you. So I met with her, she said, just quick, quick, I met with her at 8 o'clock in the morning. And the long story short from that was I then ended up consulting for that particular business. And it wasn't just one business, but it was four businesses that they had, local and international. And that became my first client, where I immediately landed up with four clients before even leaving my previous job. And, and since then, I've never officially marketed myself, you see. Um, the opportunities just came by word of mouth. And that is how I transitioned from, from being in a corporate environment as to running my own company. And I still have the flexibility in terms of finishing my master's and working out my workload according to my, my capacity that I had at that point in time. So now I'm operational within P3 consulting for the last six years. Mm. And God has just been opening doors. I'm so amazed. He's been so faithful through this journey. The power of obedience, my sister. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, such an incredible story, you know, of uh, just really a woman of God trusting God um, and then reaping the benefits. And that's what happens, right? Um, once you begin to walk in the will of God, you know, yeah, things begin so to, you know, just add up and then things just oh. begin to happen naturally. It's oh. you almost feels like someone else is, you know, someone else is doing these things for you, but it's actually, yes. it is God and it's yeah. you being obedient. <laughs> there, there was this one stage where, where um, my, the, actually this, this company that I stepped into, they wanted me to take over the company. Mm. Because it was an elderly couple, they had no children. 
um, and there's millions of rands, right? Mm. Uh, and they wanted to give me accommodation for free. And um, but you know, you also need to pray for a spirit of discernment mm, mm. because sometimes these things might attract you, but is it truly from God? And and God was clear. My period would be was just supposed to be a certain time in terms of what I need to shift and change within the business before I move on onto the next business. And and um, to your point, you said you you need to be so obedient in your business mm. as to what God instructs you to do, and be careful where you sow your seeds. Um, of your business as well where you're seeing your time mm-hmm. definitely um, now I know that another passion of yours is also mentoring and training and there's a principle that you strongly believe in which is teaching a man to fish um, if you teach a man to fish you can then teach you can then feed the entire village so tell us more about that principle um, and how it's worked for you in terms of you know giving back um, to your community and the people around you I'm very passionate about uh, empowering people mm. um, and I, I'm a firm believer if you give them a skill set where they, they can empower themselves and equip themselves that they'll be able to be able to support families um, pull in pick somebody else up along the road and pull them in and empower them um, and, and what I love doing is teaching I don't physically do it but I set it up and I arrange it where we pass skills on to people for be it sewing be it arts and crafts and then we provide opportunity where they can sell the goods but also giving them some business acumen um, upskilling them on the business side how to run your business giving them some background in terms of finances giving them background in terms of legislation how you need to register what are the work you need to put in and, and what you need to do with your money because if you um, enable somebody they become self-sufficient self-reliant and they can then take somebody with them along the journey, as I said. And then what I would call trailer trainers. So if we've upskilled somebody with a particular skill, the expectation is that they take, pick up somebody else and also train them and give them that skill so that they can also go out and put some food on the table for their family. Mm. So it's helping people get out of that poverty state of mind mm. and also enabling them to, to think in terms of, I don't have to wait for for government to give me money or I don't have to stand and beg all the time. I've got hands. God has given me hands and feet and a mind. And a mouth even at times that I can use and equip and empower myself Mm. with. So creating those opportunities for people and and not just for them, as I said, but also for the family. And Mm. you know, like, especially with the COVID situation in our country, it's quite quite bad. So we Mm. we should, us as able to help and pick each other up should Really, you take this opportunity and help each other along this journey. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Um, now, over the past 10 years, um, you've been hosting women uh, um, entrepreneurial events, which pretty much links to the passion that you have, that you've just spoken about now of training and of mentoring and empowering people. And we're in a position now, um, I believe, um, as South Africans, where um, the voice of women is a very influential voice and it's a voice that's being heard you know in various spaces um what is the importance and the significance of empowering women um in south africa in africa so i think um as as women let's let's just start with woman woman to woman as as women we we need to 
to have the, the mentality or the thinking that as women, if we support each other, mm. incredible things happen. I, I don't know if you've even experienced that, but as women, we are stronger together. And, and you know, a woman is a mother, she's a nurse, she's, she's all those type of things within a family. And the impact she has in the family, she has a greater impact within corporate and with even within the country, within the economy, within the communities. And you'll find a lot of women out there are working so hard and pulling each other together and the vast networks we have. It's, it's so amazing that when women come together, it feels like the earth shifts and moves. I don't think you've experienced that or seen that <laughs> happening. Absolutely, definitely. Jenny? Oh, yeah, so, so coming mm-hmm. to the question, if you can just repeat the last part of your question. Oh, no, no, no. I just said the significance. Why uh, Why is it important for us to 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 be empowered and to empower one another and to support one another? Um, that's pretty much what you've already answered. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah just, just to add to that as well is that also for us to empower, it, it also gives and motivates the rest of the mm. woman to step up and step up. Yeah. Um, and and not to to be to, to live under the shadow of of a, being a male or being a female or somebody else, but to know their own identity and be able to step up and say, if she can do it, I can do it too. Um, and to leave that example for for the rest of us sisters to follow, because like for example, um, when I was chosen to go into Africa, it was with men that normally used to travel within the financial institution. I was so young at that point in time when I was appointed to this position and um, the, the females were a bit scared to go into Africa so you don't know what to expect, you're traveling on your own and there was a fear, you know, and God said, go into Africa, you've got work to do. So it's by leading, by example, where we step up as, as females and, and own it. When you step up, you step up and you own it. And you can do it for Christ, but sentence you can do all things. Absolutely, and use your power as a woman. Yeah, there you go. Mm, there's there's a book that I'm reading um, that says "Fight Like a Girl," and I think that's one thing that we also need to remember um, mm-hmm. that we need to go into these corporate spaces, into these business spaces as ourselves. You know. Yeah, there you go. Because mm, uh, I've, I've yeah I've worked with even in, in operations when I work in operations station, even my clients that I mostly have is male. Mm. Um, and, and back when I shifted into operations, I was a colored female mm. coming into a very white, a dominant, autocratic environment. And those were my business partners that I had to deal with. And I did a background as to who I was, firstly as a woman, uh, firstly as, 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 as being a colored as well. I was from a different race because I had seen, I had lots of challenges. And, and who I was in Christ and, and having to shift my values and my belief system. And I didn't back down on any of those. And I went in into that business unit and, and they were very resistant. <laughs> they were actually resisting when I started that. But you know, I won all of those men over. Um, that they become, they, they didn't want any other business HR consultant to work with but me. And the same in, in the African countries as well. Into. And, and Africa is quite interesting as a whole. Um, and they've got a lot of thoughts about who we are South Africans are now, you are South African woman coming into an African country as well. So I have a, a lot of feature of my challenges dealing with um, different cultures as well and perception um, male, male, or female in corporate environments. 
Absolutely, yeah, and you've overcome those those now. Um, now looking at um, you know where you want to be and where you are now, and also looking at uh, maybe younger you. There's someone out there um, that has the dream of you know building a successful um, organization or a consulting firm um, like you have. Um, what are some of uh, the advices that you can give? Um, that young person that's saying, hmm, um, maybe I'm out of a job because I got retrenched or maybe I want to change my career and do something that's significant, you know, that's really um, speaks to my passion and that's really going to make a difference in um, my community. Um, how do they persevere, you know, because they, they are, you know, we are in such challenging times. How do you yeah. persevere through it all? Um, and sort of neglect, not not particularly neglect, but you know, try and forget about the the, the negatives that are happening around you, mm-hmm. and to persevere and to stay strong, even though you might, you know, just get like one client, um, yeah, uh, maybe within three months. But how do you continue? Yeah, uh, firstly, for me, I go back to scriptures. Um, I, I don't start anything without speaking about scriptures and, and who God is in our life, mm. and. The, the scripture that comes to mind when I started that was Proverbs 16, verse 9. Mm. And it says, The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. And in the first Corinthians 2, verse 9 says, But you, as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. Mm. So we, we sometimes, like if, if I reflect on myself when I was in that chaos, my, my, my mind was going crazy and if you know me you know my mind was always going crazy <laughs> and, and and when I resigned and I left and I had all these thoughts I don't know what I'm going to do I until God gave me that inner peace and calmed me with it mm-hmm. and said look to me first before mm-hmm. you look external like the first advice I give is if you're intending to step out of business if you're mm-hmm. currently working and you want to step out of business please first say about it and see God's guidance um, and don't just resign unless you've unless you had answers and you've said thoughts in terms of what you want to do and put something in place mm. or you've started your business and you're running for one and you're getting some fixed income mm. that, that's one of the same of thoughts mm. the other one is if you've been retained same is be prayerful about what you're going to step into mm. because if, if you step into something you're starting up a business it needs to be a passion yeah. you need to love what you do or, or else you or else you're just going to become a job mm-hmm. Your, your your purpose or your or your love should be your business should be what you love and enjoy. So something you can look forward to doing all the time. Mm. And then and then I would also say is that once you find your initial, once you find what that purpose is or what that job is that you enjoy so much, and you heard about it, God would open that doors for you. Um, and you are going to have days where you where you feel very negative, where you where you don't see business coming. Um, where you where you doubting yourself because that does happen a lot with entrepreneurs is where you start doubting yourself when you're when you're not selling your products or nobody's interested in your services and you've got a low self esteem and I always say you know have your pity party uh, have your diva moment once you've had that moment just pick yourself up dust yourself off and start again so you need to have a strong you need to build a strong resilience is that good days will come but there will be bad days also in between so don't stop halfway and give up just keep on pushing as if you say puma puma forward keep on going forward and only you and God will be able to push forward 
Absolutely. Wise, sound advice there. Thank you so much, Janine. How do people get a hold of you if they are interested in hearing a little bit more about your story and maybe your consulting um, uh, business? Uh, how can they reach you? They can get hold of me on on www.c3consulting.biz. It's my Facebook, but my email address is Janine, J-E-N-I-N-E, at p3consulting.biz. So my email is Janine at p3consulting.biz.biz. Incredible. Thank you so much, um, Janine, a phenomenal woman of faith and a woman that uh, is pretty much thriving when it comes to her business. Um, That is who we've been chatting to, Janine Hendricks from P3 Consultings. Thank you very much, Janine. May you be blessed and may God just grow your business, extend your territory, provide every resource that you need. Um, And yeah, may God truly bless you and your family. Thank you. Oh, thank you so, Steve, so much, Steve, and thank you, listeners, for your time. And and in, in closing, can I just say, I was always say the last word, by the way, <laughs> is that, you know, we, we may encounter many defeats, but we must not be defeated. And that's a quote from Maya Angelou, and she's one of the women I always look up to. Um, so, yeah, so for all those young entrepreneurs, starting out is do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. So keep well. Everybody be blessed and thank you so much. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.